Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Life Hacks podcast on True Story FM. I'm Shelley Boucher. Sometimes life feels like yesterday's stale fast food. It's passable, but do you love it? Well, let's love some life. Here, we explore simple, clever ways to make your life better and less stale. Guests from all walks of life grant insight to their approach to making life more enjoyable, less stressful, and filled with abundance. My guests today, I am so excited about them. They are Lynn Johnson and Sarah Sparhawk. Together, these two fabulous ladies founded West 10th, a digital marketplace where people can discover women in their local community who have turned their household talents into home-based businesses. This fun app is such a great way to connect and make life easier to shop and sell your unique items. Let's jump in and learn some more. Hello, ladies. How are you today? Hi, Shelly. Thank you so much for having us. We are thrilled to be here. Thank you. We're so excited. Yeah, you guys, it's awesome to have you here. I'm really excited to learn more about West 10th and your journey, how you started it, and where you're at right now. So why don't you just jump on in? Tell me a little bit about yourselves. Okay, the explanation is a little bit long for how we got here because the journey has not been straightforward. So bear with me a little bit, but... (laughs) Sarah and I started our careers together in New York in finance, actually. Um, And I ended up staying in finance, but Sarah left, jumped uh, to more interesting things. (laughs) She was very smart. Um, But during my career in finance, I became acutely aware of, of two things. But the first was the financial wealth gap in the United States that exists between men and women, where women only own... we, We talk a lot about the wage gap. But the wage gap is actually only part of the larger story, which is around the wealth gap, where women only own 32 cents to every dollar in financial assets that men own. And for women of color, it's a very unjust two cents to every dollar in financial assets that men own. So women are, as a whole, very financially vulnerable in the United States. And it's a story that's not really told. One of the reasons why is because women jump out of the workforce. They have years where they're not paid and they're doing unpaid work. But in those years, they're like upholding our communities. You know, they're working in our schools for free, in our nonprofit organizations, in our churches. And we do a really poor job of repaying all that service by giving them really poor options for regaining financial stability after that. Um, So that was my career in finance becoming acutely aware of that problem and wanting to help solve it in some way. And then on the other hand, I was a working mom with a with a stressful job, three young boys, and yet the standards for how I would manage household and family just remained impossibly high. And all I wanted to do was reach out to the women down the street from me whom I knew had these beautiful homes that they decorated themselves, who I knew could throw incredible birthday parties for their children. And to me, that was like the scariest thing in the world. Those are like the women who are the queens of Pinterest, (laughs) right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, But I'm supposed to be able to do that. But what I'm good at is I'm good at loving my kids. I'm good at bringing home a paycheck. And I just need the expertise that's just down the street from me to help me bring in those other things to my household. I love that. One of the reasons we set out to make a tech company is because Sarah and I recognized this terrible stat (laughs) that only 2% of investment capital goes to women-owned companies in the United States. And that's primarily, you know, the way that you build wealth 
is through business ownership or home ownership. Those are two kind of primary ways that people can build wealth. Um, but they do that with capital. And access to capital for women is just really restrained or constrained. Even on mortgage debt and credit card debt, women don't qualify for as much debt as men do, just carte blanche. And then on the investment capital side, it's just terrible. I mean, 98% of all investment capital is going to male-owned companies, which means that we're missing out on just a ton of companies, tech companies that could be created that are created by women for women because we have different life experiences. Um, In fact, in 2019, what that meant was $10 billion dollars in invest more investment capital went to one single company, an e-cigarette company, than all the women-owned companies in the United States combined. We were aware of that terrible stat, and we just wanted to create a company that might be attractive to venture capital and throw our hat in the ring and say, like, we want to be asking for this venture capital because we cannot li- continue to live in a world where women are 51% of the population and they receive 2% of investment capital. That's tragic. And so we thought, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to go out there and get investment capital. It's going to be super easy because we're so (laughs) awesome. Yeah, that was not the case. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think we were terribly arrogant about it, but we were just like, we can do this. And quite frankly, the road was really hard. And it took us over a year and took us over 120 pitches. And we realized yeah, there's a big bias here and there's a reason women aren't getting funded. Um, But we found some really fantastic investors who back our mission, who back us as founders and who are providing not only their capital, but their time and their thoughts and their insights and their networks to help us grow this business. And so even though it's been painful and it's taken a lot of time away from the business to raise capital, we're super thrilled that we've crossed that hurdle, at least that initial hurdle, and that we've got this new network of support. And so that was really the the start of West 10th, one wanting to make a difference in the financial lives of women and wanting to kind of relieve the burdens of women on the other hand. So on the one hand, help women monetize their talents. And on the other hand, help women give them permission to reach out to the people in their community to outsource some of these things. Um, And that's why we created a marketplace where home-based businesses are front and center. Sorry, Sarah, I've just kind of dominated that conversation, but I would love for Sarah to tell about her career and and how she got involved and and her why as well, because it's slightly different from mine. So uh, after I left finance, I ended up going and moving to Silicon Valley and got my first taste of working at a startup and loved kind of scrappiness um, and ambiguity that you get to play in and just build something from nothing. And so I did that for a bit. And then I went and worked at Amazon for the last four years prior to joining um, West 10th and um, loved it. I really became an operator. I learned how to scale things really, really big, solve really hard problems, think outside the box, um, and just really gain some different skill sets that I just didn't have in, in my finance world. And on Lynn's first day of graduate school, she texted me and she's like, we need to start a company together. And I just said, I'm in. We had no idea what we were going to do, um, but it just sounded... (laughs) That's the best way. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounded really appealing. And, you know, I've known Lynn since college. In fact, like 
even before we started our career and um, trusted her and her vision. And then she kind of surfaced this idea and I loved it and it really resonated with me. I have a lot of uh, friends and family who, you know, as they've had children have stepped away from the workforce and have really struggled coming back. And um, a lot of them feel like, like the only opportunities available for them are to go work in maybe some approved jobs, like working in the school or volunteering in the community or working for MLMs. Some of those options are great and some are not great. And so um, I just really love this idea. And then it also resonated with me too, because my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom. There was a time where she had her own home-based business and she was a party planner and um, it was amazing and wonderful. But this was like pre-internet, pre-Pinterest, pre-social media, all that stuff. And she really struggled um, to find those customers and just be able to put herself out there. And so she did it for a couple of years, but then it became too hard. Um, And so... I was like, this is such a great solution. If my mom would have only had this, she would have just been able to go and go and go. Nice. I love that. I love getting to hear about both of your entrepreneurial spirits and your dedication to finding something new and filling a niche that wasn't there before. So tell us a little bit about what how West 10th works. Yeah. So West 10th is an app on iOS and Android. And what it is, is basically you pull it up and you can see all the women closest to you who have started a business from home. And most of these businesses have to do with something around home and personal and family. So kind of the softer side of enhancing home life. But what you'll see is photographs of their business, descriptions of what they do, and then you'll be able to contact them if you're interested in working with them, collaborate with them through the app, and then invoice uh, and we accept payments or a full marketplace. So what we're trying to do is give these women exposure give them the chance to collaborate and give people the chance to pay all in one platform instead of the way that it's done now where you're searching for somebody on social media and then you have to contact them, like have a text conversation and then you go to Venmo and you're literally going to like four platforms to get a transaction done. Right. And you can get lost in translation and all that. And the harder thing about what's happening in social media is, it's, is this is really a workaround right? Like you can only kind of find things that you're intentionally searching for in social media. So what you're blind to is the breadth of all these amazing businesses that are being operated out of the home in your own community. And that's what we're trying to solve for is giving exposure to them all. And then also just making it easier to work with them. I think that's awesome. What I really like about it too, is you have it on both sides. So let's say I'm a busy working mom and I really want to plan. Um, My older daughter is promoting from eighth grade this year. And so if I wanted to plan a party, I could absolutely just pull somebody up on West 10th and find resources. And maybe they could point me in other directions for like, do your sellers um, refer each other? Does it work something like that? Or do you find most of it's like one-stop shopping? It's both, quite frankly. So if you were planning a party, for instance, you could either find someone who could do that party for you on the platform, or you can find piecemeal as somebody that can bake the cake, the custom cake, themed cake, someone who can do the decorations for you and the party favors and someone who can come and maybe do a workshop with the, with the teenagers. Um, that's the type of thing you can find. So you can find enough to piece together the people who can help you make the perfect party, 
or you can literally find the event planner, the party planner who will do it all for you. And they were, will most likely use the women on the app because it's a pretty tight knit community. Yeah. What a great way to build community among, you know, people who are trying to build their own businesses and people who want to shop locally because everybody I would think is pretty familiar with an app like or a website rather like Etsy, right? Where you can shop for other homemade items. But what's so cool about West 10th is it's right there in your neighborhood. I love that, that small town feeling that shopping in your neighborhood brings to you. And I think you guys are definitely elevating that to a new level. Yeah. In fact, what we thought where we thought there was a big gap in the market was especially on this services side, you know, that woman who can do the, the party planning for you or goods as a service, like these custom themed cakes, you really want to buy that locally. You don't want a, sh- a yeah. cake shipped <laughs> from across the country. And it's so much better than a grocery store cake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then what we've also discovered, and we kind of stumbled on this, is that what people love about shopping on West 10th is that they've created a relationship with someone locally. So now I have my cake person. I have my custom pottery person. And even though they've never met in person, especially in this COVID landscape, they have never met. But they just feel like they have some someone they are building a team around them to help them with their home and family life. That's a great point. Does the name West 10th, like what, how did you all come up with it? What does it mean? <laughs> so <laughs> Sarah, do you want to yeah. tell me? Well, first of all, we <laughs> went through a whole slew of naming a company is very, very difficult. And we went through like hundreds of names and West 10th. All bad th- ones, by the way. Oh, really oh, bad they ones. were bad. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and West 10th is actually a name of a street in New York. When Lynn and I moved to New York, we were so poor. We were straight out of college. Lynn was newly married. She was living in Spanish Harlem. I was living with roommates, you know, in a a small apartment and just trying to survive. And West 10th is this beautiful brownstone street where very wealthy people live um, in Manhattan. And it was one of our favorite streets. And we would walk down and it just we're like, someday, like when we make it big, we're going to live here. But it also kind of like represented like aspirations and dreams that were put on hold as we pursued different things, um, in our career. And so we, we just kind of love the metaphor that it brings. And we love that it's a residential street. I mean, we're supporting businesses that are being built from homes and, you know, that's kind of where our dream began. So it's, it's a name of a street in New York city. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. So let's say I'm a mom or any woman looking to expand it. Let's say I have a custom um, invitation business. What would, what would be the steps I would take to sign up and get going selling on West 10th? Well, it's really easy. First of all, um, we try to make the onboarding process like 10, 15 minutes. So all you need to do is download the app. You just need a few pieces of information. So um uploading your business name, some some admin stuff, but you put in a brief description of the services that you're offering, pricing, um, helping the customer have an understanding of your pricing estimates. Um, and that varies business by business. And a lot of things are custom. So they have like a starting at you know, $50 um, for this beautiful bouquet. And then you can upload photos. So you can um, really kind of just put some basic information out there about what you offer your story. We love when our storefront owners, we call them storefront owners, are the sellers on our app, 
provide, you know, a glimpse into why they started a business and what they're trying to do. And then you submit it. We go through a quick approval process on our end. And then at some point, you can do this when you first set it up or right before you have your first customer, you connect to our payment processor, Stripe, and then we push you live and you can have customers kind of scrolling your storefront instantly. So it's really easy, maybe 15 minutes max to set up. And you do it all on your phone right now. So we know that many of the women um, who are running these businesses aren't like stuck behind a computer. Like they're managing home and family life and running a business. So right. they're, they're folding laundry and boiling water mm-hmm. for pasta. Mm-hmm. And then in their hand, they have their phone yeah. at those times. Absolutely. I can totally attest to it because I'm actually a home-based business myself besides uh, getting to host this podcast. I'm a baker and I promise anybody listening, it is absolutely that easy. I don't even think it took me a full 15 minutes. I think I might've done it in two steps between uploading pictures because sometimes if you have a ton of pictures of your product for me it's cookies it takes forever to pick the ones that you want to showcase (laughs) and so what's so cool about it too though is it's a life hack on both sides right it's a life hack for a shopper and a seller so it it, it brings such great things together i can't tell you how much i admire your acumen for creating an environment for people to be able to even just scroll i like to window shop kind of on the app and even places where, um, you know, maybe sellers who are out of my area. In fact, we should talk a little bit about that. Tell us more about all the areas that you guys have started getting into. Yeah. So our primary markets, we started it uh, about a year and a half ago in Ventura County, California. So primarily we're in in Southern California and we're in um, the Salt Lake City Provo area as well. So those are the two areas that we have a lot of sellers in and we have most of our business in. And we did that because we just felt like local was such a big value prop. Um, and so we wanted to really be into local markets and experiment there. But what we found is we've had a lot of organic growth outside of it. We've had a lot of sellers signing up on the East Coast in Georgia and in New York and in the Midwest and in Arizona, Shelley, yeah. where you are. Um, so we're now making it easier to identify who's in your local market and who's not and easier to find, well, if they're not in our local market, do they do shipping or are these virtual services that they can provide? So we're in the middle of building that out more robustly. And as soon as we do, we are actually going to um, much more actively enter Phoenix as our next um, primary market. And then we'll open it up nationally, but we will be very active in Phoenix in the upcoming months. That's awesome. Yeah. I just love getting to see all the creativity of the people that are already on West 10th. And it makes me super excited to see how much you will grow because there are so many talented and creative women out there that I think can benefit from both sides, getting to shop and getting to sell their items. Do either of you have something favorite that you like to shop for? That is so hard. We've spent a lot of our own personal money shopping on the app, quite frankly. It's a little embarrassing. You know, there's lots of things that I shop for and I'm always browsing and wanting to try different things. Baked goods has been a down, like a detriment to me. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is I actually had a big birthday at a 40th birthday this last year. And I was in Utah at the time. And um, I threw myself a birthday party. And it was amazing because one, I hired a party planner off of our app. I hired the party club who these two women are just fabulous to work with. But I gave them a list. I had been stalking people for months. Like there's this baker called the Heirloom Peach. She makes these 
crazy artisanal cakes. They're just like works of art. She basically like paints on these cakes. And so I had been stalking people and I had my list of my favorites. And then I just handed over a list and I'm like, I want all these people to provide a service for my party. Go. And she just went and found it. And it was like the best time ever. And literally everything except for the tables um, came from West 10th. And it was the easiest party to plan. And it was really, really memorable. That's awesome. And I'll just say, we've been blown away by some of the women who have put in applications and started storefronts on our app. Like we knew roughly that there were some home bakers. We knew roughly that there was like home organizers out there and party planners and things like that. We had no idea that there would be baby sleep consultants. I saw that on your and site. That would be yeah. the business, you know? Or an eco-consultant, a woman who comes into your home and helps you identify products that might be toxic to your health and replace them with just cleaner products. Um, We didn't know that personalized gifters existed. And these are women who, they just knew in their their time at, at home that they were fantastic at giving the perfect gift. And now you can give them your list of in-laws or um, people that you know you need to give gifts for, but it is very difficult for, you can give them that list and they will take it and give you give those people the perfect gift and you will get all the credit and for it. And how fun does shopping <laughs> so, for somebody else sound, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so we've been blown away by the breadth and the creativity of these businesses, how quickly they respond to the needs of their local communities. When when COVID hit, we had just a handful of seamstresses and within a minute they had all um, transferred all their business to making masks. And not only were they you know, capitalizing on a, a demand in the market, but they were all marking them down to two or $3 a mask just to cover their costs because they care so deeply about their communities. So we've been blown away by their creativity, their responses to the community, and just how fabulous these women are and the quality. We, we don't, when we say home-based business, I, I sometimes think that people maybe think brownies at a bake sale. No, <laughs> this is not what we're talking about. Like Shelly, your cookies are works of art. Oh, they are. And people need to know that that's what's happening in the home is women have developed expertise. They're not hobbies, they're experts. And they're bringing that expertise to the market and we need a better way to find them and that to make sure the market recognizes the true value they bring. What I want to touch on too, I think it's really neat how you all are starting um, the Foundry, which is a great, it looks like an educational resource for uh, the women. Let's say they're they're excited with about their product, but they need help ramping up how to sell it and you know promote it in different ways so that they can connect with more people. Tell me a little bit about that. The Foundry is a new education and community program that we're layering onto to West 10th. And, and what we've really done is try to create a series of events. Um, you can sign up monthly or quarterly. You can just come to one event. Um, but we are trying to tackle topics that are really relevant to a home-based business and trying to meet some of their needs. And how do you start one? How do you like start a business? How do you market yourself? How do you grow it if you're ready for that next step? And so um, we actually have our first event tonight, which we're really excited about. And, and um, part of it is we're bringing in headline speakers that have 
you know, some women who have done some amazing things with a career of growing a business or working at a large company or, you know, just taking an idea and growing it into something big. Um, so bringing some of those kind of aspirational speakers in, but then we'll have classes on how do you create... And they're very tactical classes, like things that you need in order to grow your business. So how do you navigate social media? How do you build a strategy to market yourself? How do you build and create um, impactful digital graphics? Uh, how do you take pictures of your products or services so you can post them and they reflect well on your brand and, and the quality of service that you provide? And, and then we'll have a mastermind group where you co- will come together as a community and our storefront owners can talk about what are their challenges? What are their successes? You know, I need advice in this area. What have others done? And really, you know, build that community. Um, and help each other grow their business. And we've we've hosted other um, networking events before we started Launch the Foundry. And they've been really great for women just to be like, I see others who are doing the same thing as me. Different services, but like they were in it together. They know... They know my frustrations. They know the emotional roller coaster that this can be. They also find people that they can collaborate with. We have... Um, we had our professional gifter in Utah. She um, collaborated with a florist and they created um, like centerpieces and some hosting gifts for Thanksgiving. And so you you can find a community where you can also figure out how can we do business together and support each other that way. Right. It's such a great way to build relationships. The whole thing is so cool from all the different types of people that have come together on the app and all the neat things they do, like the environmental consultant, really interesting and personal shopper. Awesome. Now tell me a little bit more as though, as far as uh, men, you know, do you have any men on the app? I would think some men might like to shop there as well. We do actually, we have a handful of men on the app. What we set out to do is not necessarily be exclusively about women, but have something that was targeted because we just felt like there was a big gap in the marketplace. There's not enough business platforms for what women are doing. Absolutely. There's kind of one. It's Etsy (laughs) and everybody knows about it, but we need more home and personal platforms that are dedicated to the types of things that women are doing. So we do have um, men on the app, but we're targeted towards women and we're targeted towards kind of the more, the softer side of domestic life, which we think will just attract uh, women and we're unapologetically branded aesthetically um, so that we appeal to the demographic that we're targeting. It's great. I think so much too, because of COVID in the last year, having such an impact on women way more than men in the workplace. So I think this is such a great avenue for them to get to showcase their talents and abilities. Absolutely. I mean, just, I hope you don't mind if I jump in and and comment about COVID and the the effect that it's had on women. No, please do. But really, I think it has, COVID has kind of showcased that the balance women were trying to tread before Mm -hmm. between caregiving and finding meaningful work and careers was always very tentative. It was always just barely sustainable. And when COVID hit and placed more caregiving responsibilities primarily on the shoulders of women, what it did was tip that balance from barely sustainable to impossible. And so you have had women leave the workforce in droves, opt out, 
And then you have women who have just been um, furloughed or laid off because women are overrepresented in industries like hospitality. Um, and so it's been a really, really tough year for women. Employ- traditional employment and societal support has kind of failed women. But it's not a new story. It's just a, something that's exacerbated an old story. And women have, in the face of not being fully supported by employment or government or society, they've always been turning to entrepreneurship. It's just happening faster. And we need more platforms and more women and more tech companies acknowledging that women turn to entrepreneurship and supporting that. That's great. What is your favorite life hack in your daily day-to-day life? Well, it's West 10th, Shelley. <laughs> it is West 10th. <laughs> it is now I feel like I have a team of people. Like during the pandemic, I reached out to an organizer on the West 10th app in my town. And she provided a virtual plan for me to organize my pantry. Because of course, we were all at that point panic hoarding flour, right? <laughs> um, and toilet so, paper. <laughs> and toilet paper when we could get it, when we could get it. So yeah, this has been my life hack. And it's it's what I needed when I was a working executive in finance. It's still what I need as I'm trying to run a company. So yeah, I, I unapologetically, I'm just going to say it's Weston. I think that's awesome. It's a great life hack to have. I, I'd say the same thing too. Um, I've always been horrible about remembering people's birthdays. And <laughs> I'm always scrambling for the last minute gift. And my life hack is hiring a, a professional gifter who has changed my life in making sure that I don't forget about the important people in my my life and they make it easy. But I, it's still a really authentic gift and it still expresses great love. And I don't feel like I'm sacrificing. In, in the end, I actually think I am providing a much better representation of my love because someone has is choosing the perfect gift when I give them a few keywords. And I get to think about that person too. Like I think about what their favorite colors are or what their favorite, like how do they treat themselves? How do they indulge? Like how can how can I share that love? So uh outsourcing that piece that I was really horrible at um has been a huge life hack for me. <laughs> I love that. I would like to try that too. Cause yeah, I'm I'm always one of those last minute people or like my kids have a birthday. And I'm like, ah, get them a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> An electronic gift card, not even a physical one, because I'm always... Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make it as easy <laughs> as possible. <laughs> oh. So, and then if people want to find out more about each of you, um, where can they look you up at? Well, um, first go to, to westtenth.com because our story is there. www.westtenth.com. Our story is there. And we'll include that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but also on LinkedIn, <laughs> I guess, if they want to find out more about us. Social media too. Um, like I have an Instagram account and I actually, unfor- not unfortunately, but it's now turning to all the things that I'm buying. <laughs> 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 so if you're curious and want an unveiling of of fun things that you can find, like freeze-dried candy, who knew that existed? Um, that's, I kind of showcase some of the fun things that I'm doing on that. That's great. I love Instagram. I love getting to see everybody's photographs and things like that. And you guys have a West 10th Instagram as well. I know I follow that. Absolutely. Yeah. At W 
10th is our Instagram handle. And we'd love for people to follow us there yeah. and see kind of what we're, what the incredible talents of the women who are on the app. Yeah. So much to see and explore even stuff that I didn't even know about until I had this awesome time to chat down, sit down and chat with both of you. <laughs> What's a chat down? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. It sounds like something that should exist. Yeah. 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 I'm so excited to see where the two of you take West 10th next. And I think it's going to go as far as you can dream it can. Um, I would like to thank you so much for visiting with me today. It's been so great talking with you both. Shelly, likewise. It's fantastic talking to you and we're coming to your neighborhood next. So don't be surprised when we're uh, bothering you and knocking on your door. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> Yes, and I'd like to thank everybody out there for tuning into the show. We will see you next time right here at Life Hacks. <laughs> <laughs>